0: This is G.O.I. Radio and I am your host Chitra Anand and I am broadcasting from the radio station of Gallery of Ideas, broadcasting live from Barcelona, Spain and today is October 21. On this talk show you will find your own encouragement for your unique journey on holistic health and empowered living. You will be provided tools and tips not just to survive this life but thrive in the areas of health, career, family and self-care. So come with your big, bold, empowered life with me on my talk show on GOI Radio. Are you ready? I sure am. Our topic for today is empowered living and we will also integrate principles of holistic health from my earlier talks. On today's show we are excited to offer you the best tips and pointers on how to get started on a highly successful, holistic, healthy and empowering lifestyle. So prepare to take off. Thanks to the positive and nice feedback I have received so far. It's really lovely to hear being appreciated. And kindly check out our Facebook group, GOI Radio Polyglot Barcelona. Details of all shows are posted on a regular basis and you can reach me there to comment or ask questions. I am going to start today with a list of the 10 most popular happiness boosters. Time and time again, in both research and practice, these strategies have proven successful as well-known happiness boosters in positive psychology. So, let's give them a try today. First of all, count your blessings. Reflect at the end of the day and write down three things that went well and why they went well. This helps overcome gratitude adaptation and increases the salience of good acts. If you recall from my very first show, I have insisted on for you to keep a gratitude journal, uh, preferably by your bedside and every night before you sleep. Be thankful, note down everything that you're thankful throughout the day and the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, note down the things that you are very, very grateful for. It can be as simple as a single thing. Usually the most important thing that pops into my head the moment I wake up, I open my eyes. Is I am so grateful for the presence of my husband and I do have a very long list that I am truly grateful for but even in the middle of the night if I were to wake up that still it's become a habit that it just comes up and that's where we should be headed to if you do not have the time or the inclination to write it down please think about it before All the thoughts that cloud your mind what needs to be done during the day. Just think about everything that you are truly grateful for. Make it a habit if possible make it a ritual. This will be the single most powerful shift that will happen within you in your vibration in your frequency that you emanate which I have talked extensively before and you can listen to on our podcast, Write a gratitude letter. Write a letter of gratitude to someone you have not previously thanked. If appropriate, meet the person and read the letter. Practice mindfulness. Take a few minutes each day to bring your full and complete attention to something you are doing. For example, walking, eating, listening, breathing. I usually bring my attention, my complete and full attention when I listen to someone. As I have told to you before, I do that as a habit with my husband and I completely focus myself to listen to every single word he has to say, irrespective of the subject. And that's the most important point. We are trying to train and focus our mind. And over time, this focus is going to help you achieve success in all areas of your life. This is not a simple thing. Just try it a few minutes each day. You can also do it while you're eating, which is a really, really great habit. And it will help you not to overeat or to focus on the fresh foods that you're eating. Bring in that positive vibration. You can do this while you're walking. Whether you're walking for an exercise, you're walking to work. I always suggest to my son, when he lived in New York, he used to walk to work. And I told that was the best part of the day for you. At least one of the best parts of the day. You're walking, you're outside he did have a habit of looking at his phone. I would highly recommend to him. I would rather suggest, you know, and you can only do so much with the kids, but I did suggest keep your phone away for the minutes that you're walking to work. Just completely focus how the sun is shining that morning, how the trees are that morning, if there is a wind, if the leaves are rustling, if it is spring, you are going to see more flowers in bloom. If it is winter, chances are you are going to feel cold, and the the you know the feel of that chill wind, especially in New York. I have found that it is so. Uh, I really want to use the word joyful, but I'm just going to say it is just one of the most beautiful things, even if it is cold and you are all bundled up. That cold wind is going to touch your face and it is something that you can feel joyful about. The more you become mindful of where you are and the more your focus is going to turn to nature and the more happy and joyful you are going to feel at that moment. Though at the surface level, these pointers appear to be just, you know, at a random order and you just do this, that, And someone might think, why am I going repeating these things? They, over time, have that powerful shift within you. And once that shift happens, you are just going to live that empowered life that I'm talking about. Till then, we do have to practice. It's just like an athlete who wants to do a marathon or a short sprint in the Olympics. They cannot just one day get up and just go and do that sprint or the marathon. They have to train for four long, hard years for that few minutes. If their sprint is one minute or 10 minutes or half an hour, whatever is the duration of the event that they take part in the Olympics or for that matter any event, any sport event or even anyone who prepares to speak public speaking, you know, you can just have innumerable examples for this. But whatever be the example, if if we are talking about an athlete who is training to uh, compete in the World Cup or in the Olympics, they really have to train hard. You don't have to take my word for it. You can Google the popular uh, athletes and see for yourself how long they train and how hard they train and how much they persevere. But their event might be only a short event, might be a long event, irrespective of it, they really have to train. The focus has to be on the training. Even if you are just going to run that one mile, the focus really has to be on your endurance, your training, your power, your strokes and even the food. Food also plays an important part. So the entire four years is focused on so many factors. Now we are talking about our life. An empowered life is our entire life. So when we talk about entire life, naturally every single moment counts. Every hour of every day counts. But in our day-to-day lives, we are so focused or intent on the job at hand that we lose ourselves in that work. And that is a good thing too. But when we start training ourselves to focus or to be more mindful, we are also bringing elements like joy into our daily routine. If you recall, I have told you in my earlier talks to set a timer. You can set, you know, there are so many apps today um, and I even have one on my computer. It's actually built in the Mac itself. It's just a reminder app which I set every hour just to focus myself, to make myself more mindful. The next in my list is to set goals. Write down a goal you want to reach that is consistent with your life's values. Write down your plan of action for reaching that goal. What are two specific steps you can do this week to make progress on your goal? Very recently, I wrote a goal down to practice more compassion. I am by nature a very compassionate person, but sometimes I do have the habit. I tend to react. It could be so what someone said. It could be what they hinted. It could be their action. It could be so many different things. So being on a spiritual path, these are the kind of goals I have to be more compassionate, to show more empathy to show more kindness, to be more loving. But I just want to say uh, the compassionate part. So when I um, said that as one of my goals and I, what was the specific step I took was when I hear something that might hurt me or offend me or uh, could in the past bring out a more adverse reaction, I was going to replace it with compassion and kindness. And when I started that, I found so many innumerable examples in my daily life, daily routine, where I could practice it. And that is exactly my point. You get so many opportunities during the course of your day to practice it. Next in my step is imagine your best possible self. Imagine a future in which you are bringing your best possible self forward. Visualize a best possible self that is very pleasing to you and that you are interested in. You at your best. Think of a specific time recently or a while back when you are at your best, really feeling and behaving at a high level. You felt like you were your authentic self, being who you really are. Practice Loving Kindness. Loving Kindness meditation involves generating positive emotions of love in the present moment, in the now. And that is one of the reasons I always advocate to try and practice meditation. Seemingly, it might appear that one is either going to sleep or what is the point, me simply sitting there. What am I going to get? What, what am I going to achieve? These are all thoughts because the mind is so trained in a materialistic world that every single action it translates to, what am I going to get out of it? What am I going to achieve? In sitting for five minutes quietly, I could have done so much more work. This is the mind that is conditioned, that's talking to you. But the more you sit on meditation, the more you are going to reap the benefits and the proof, as they say, is in the pudding. Count your kind acts or pay kindness forward. This is something which we all can easily do. Count the acts of kindness you perform each day and track them. So you can report to yourself when you do your gratitude journal or Take notice when someone does something deliberately kind to you. And trust me, this is that feeling that you get when you notice someone going out of their way to do something really nice. It can be as simple as opening the door. You, Two people are approaching the door from either side but one person stops, pauses to open the door for the other person from the other end. This small seemingly innocent small gesture is going to touch you so are grand gestures so just make a note of it one of my personal favorite is to savor the exercise reminiscence exercise reflect each day for two to three minutes on two pleasurable experiences like for example, you did something nice, you, you, even if you were to just sit and listen to a senior citizen, I do it a lot, not because I have the intention that I should, you know, add up my total of uh, nice things that I'm doing. No, 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 nothing like that. I'm just so happy to sit with someone. And when you sit with someone without any agenda, you can it, just that quality of sitting changes very quickly. The other person easily senses that you are simply sitting and, you know, enjoying their company and they open up if they have problems. Like many senior citizens I know who are my neighbors have simple problems like um, knee pain, leg pain, hand pain or when they get up. They are unable to get up easily. They are unable to move their hands easily. They are unable to open a jaw easily. You know, even uh, the capsule, the medicine cabinet. And when the medicine comes in some bottles, some seniors find it so difficult to open it because if they have arthritis in their hand, it's going to tamper with it. It's going to become difficult for them to operate. Their hands, legs, feet, so many things. So they feel so much more better when they have someone to share, someone who is completely attentive, someone who is completely listening to that talk and conversation. It makes a profound difference in that other person. So please try it. I was talking to a client in my holistic wellness program a couple of weeks back who shared with me that she got involved in a personal issue with her mother-in-law that she should have stayed out of. At that time, she felt it was harmless to get involved in the conversation. But later, the whole thing played out unpleasantly. She was upset with it for many days and it affected her health and weight loss goals she had working with me her temperament was affected and the downward slide or negativity all in consequence of disagreement with her mother-in-law and her subsequent experiences i felt it's better not to go into personal matters unless there is a good understanding between the two parties involved i'm saying this because i have noticed a lot of unpleasantness happening When we try to uh, go ahead and help someone or give some advice uh, that they did not ask for, or try to suggest alternative methods of handling, there are so many emotions that get evoked in this process, even though it might be seemingly innocent and we might be saying seemingly uh, simple stuff, but it all depends on the recipient. I used to think, oh well, lesson learnt. You know, after the happening of any unpleasant uh, experience, either for me or with someone I know, my friends, I always heard even people saying to me, you know, that's okay, we didn't know that was it go- was going to end up that way. Oh well, lesson learnt. But it dawned on me, lesson is learnt only when the same mistake is not repeated again. It's important to know when you have only noted your lesson and when you have learnt from it. You'll find that most people often say lesson learnt after, but what they should really be saying is lesson noted. When do we learn from experiences? we have learned from our experiences when a similar opportunity comes up again in the future and this time we make a wiser choice based on the lesson that was noted in the first experience. Then and only then have we learned from our experiences. Most people do not look at experiences in life as opportunities to learn from and improve oneself. Why? Why? Mainly because most people do not make it a priority in their life to improve themselves. When personal unfoldment is a priority in your life, a major priority in your life, then every experience is an opportunity to learn from. Be observant of how many times you have to note the same lesson before you finally learn from it. For many years, I had to note most lessons three to four times before I learned from it. That was what I observed in me. The biggest lesson I learned this year is to not force anything conversations, friendships, relationships, attention, love. Anything forced is just not worth fighting for. Whatever flows, flows. Whatever crashes, crashes. It is what it is. Due to the COVID situation in 2020, we are seeing globally situations we never saw before. And in close quarters at home with friends and family, situations we never saw before because of the closer proximity today stress related to work or outside, stress or difficult situation with kids and so on. Worrying comes naturally to the mind because worrying is in its very nature. The machine, The mind is a machine that works based on past information. It has no other way to predict the future and hence it naturally goes into panic mode. Don't worry about a thing. Cause every little thing is gonna be all right. Take a deep breath and relax. It's all going to turn out better than you expected. There is an Arab proverb that states that you should write the bad things that happen to you in the sand so that they can be easily erased from your memory. However, most of us engrave the bad things that happen to us in marble. Therefore, our painful memories remain immortalized in our minds. We walk around with our failures, our mistakes, our disappointments, our hurts from the past, shackled around our ankles weighing us down. In order to live fully in the present and adequately plan for the future, we need to learn what we can from the painful memories of the past and then let those memories go. Release the past, stand firmly in the present and prepare to step confidently into the future. Without judging, shaming, hiding from, lashing out at or resisting the uncomfortable moment that has presented itself, we can learn to deal with difficulties in a more productive way. A simple way to describe mindfulness is to become an objective observer of the present moment. This shifts us quickly from the primal fear-focused part of our brain to the more evolved, higher brain where the solutions can be created. This is important because fear robs us of essential energy and clarity to solve our challenges. We can learn to focus instead On using our strength for solutions, which promotes resilience and is energizing. Being mindful leads to truthful, authentic living. It is the first step in transforming our negative emotions and creating a better future. When we deal honestly with our emotions, we can extend compassion to ourselves. Self-compassion requires first taking a balanced, mindful approach to our negative emotions so that our feelings are neither suppressed nor exaggerated. And it is from this place that learning and growth emerge. Mindfully experiencing a negative emotion does not mean we don't prefer, hope for or work towards something better. It is not a passive approach to life. Rather, being mindful allows us to experience hard moments, just conflict, stress or failure to learn and grow from these experiences rendering them less acute and more manageable and more, it helps us work through our afflictions so that we begin to experience the whole of life in a more productive way. As you know, in my last talks, I have talked about spiritual leaders and some of the spiritual leaders who have so inspired me, for example Eckhart Tolle, Byron Katie, and Adya Shanti, to name a few. all of these three have a YouTube channel, they also have websites, but uh, their talks are available for free on YouTube. And if you have the time and if you are inclined to listen, please tune into it. And uh, you can visit the, the, um, Eckhart, um, Byron Katie and Adya Shanti, they do speak in different, um, uh, different lines. Though the topic might be the same, uh, their approach to the topic is different. And uh, I have talked extensively about Eckhart Tolle, and uh, to some extent I've talked about Byron Katie um, and her work, that's what her project is called, The Work. And it is very powerful for people uh, who are stuck with um, unworked emotions or sadness or incidents that have happened in the past who people who find it difficult to get over it. So, like I say, they do have different paths. They are talking the same message, but they have different paths. And Adyashanti, Shanti, I feel, um, uh, talks so much about the spiritual journey in such a way that it makes uh, complete sense um, to the person who is on the path of the spiritual journey. At least for me it did, and so I strongly recommend. I recommend all of them. Um, and you know, in the past shows, I have recommended so much more. And every um, talk, I do want to spend a few minutes uh, talking about them. So now, I just want to tell a quote from Adya Shanti. There is no correct way to be in the world, but there is always the possibility of acting from an undivided place, acting from a place of peace, so that your actions are expressions of peace, rather than expressions of anxiety, fear, or division. These are words that I'm quoting from Adya Shanti. And to me, uh, they mean a lot because I have in my personal experience seen, when I react or have a conversation or interact with someone, from a space of anxiety or fear, however big that fear might be or however small it might be, it does reflect back on that person. Actually, it reflects on the space that is being held together by the person, uh, by us. And uh, when I react or when I interact, when I associate myself with someone else from a place of peace, um, that, that uh, energy of that space is completely transformed uh, into one of peace and the byproducts being happiness, joy, and so on. So I repeat, there is no correct way to be in the world, but there is always the possibility of acting from an undivided place, acting from a place of peace so that your actions or expressions of peace rather than expressions of anxiety, fear or division. I quote Adya Shanti here. And in this um, time of COVID, uh, globally all of us are affected and I, I would, it's my small request to my audience to hold that place of peace with you, within you and with your interactions as much as we possibly can. Thank you. On a different note about healthy, Uh, food, nutritious, healthy, easy, smoothie. I want to talk about detox, spinach, green smoothie. It is really so easy to make and very healthy to drink. In a blender, add bananas, one or two, one apple, a cup of young spinach leaves, juice of a lemon or lime, and water as needed. Peel the bananas and apple, cut it into slices, and put it in the blender. Wash the spinach leaves and add to the blender. Squeeze juice of one lime or lemon. Add water. You can also add flax seeds and chia seeds to this. As I have spoken earlier in my talks, I try and add flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp, and uh, Walnuts, almonds, not everything together, but you know, in smoothies, I definitely make it a point to add flax seeds and chia seeds. Uh, you can soak chia seeds for 10 to 20 minutes, a couple of tablespoons, and add it to the blender. Um, and uh, the same with uh, flax seeds. I usually roast flax seeds and powder it and top the uh, smoothie with the powdered flax seed powder. So these are ways in which we can incorporate the healthy seeds into our daily diet. If you are not very fond of taking it plain, you can always integrate it into one of your meals as in a smoothie. A smoothie is one of the most versatile uh, food, drinks that you can add anything and you can get away with it. So depends on your taste, you can either add just berries, a combination of spinach, banana and berries or combination of spinach, berries and chia seed or combination of kale um, along with uh, berries or banana or apple. Uh, the, the combinations are truly limitless. You can explore it and depending on your taste you can experiment. But I highly uh, strongly recommend uh, you add uh, greens, dark greens. It's very good. And uh, you can just, you know, in uh, you can get it in boxes, you can just wash it and put it into the blender. And these are so easy and quick to make, but they're very nutritious and very filling. So you also get your intake of the greens, dark leafy greens, for the day. So I would strongly recommend you, I'm sure many of you must be doing this, but if you are not, please try and do that. So about holistic health, uh, if we have wondered what it is, is it just about counting the calories and seeing each food as its nutrients, the content of nutrients in it? Is it about exercise, you know, where, where we do exercise for fitness? Or is it about an emotional balance or is it about everything? In my experience, I feel that it is a journey. It's not just... Uh, about food, not just about exercise, not just about my emotional well-being. While they are all important on their own, I feel the combination of everything is so important. So the journey, uh, or or my day, instead of thinking of it as many years into a journey, I just think of it as my day. In my one day, how I integrate all the different aspects of each hour, or even narrow it down to each minute and what goes what happens into that each minute like when you are by yourself on your computer you're very uh, seriously working on a project you're caught up in it nothing much happens except what you're facing within that particular project that you're working on but let's say you delegate some of your work to someone else and they have not done it correctly or they have not done it at all So when you interact with this person, then there are so many other things that are bound to happen. For example, you might get frustrated, you might get angry, you might get irritated, and so on. Or let's say they have done it exceeding your expectation, then you are likely to feel happy, elated, joyful, and so on. So the triggers for each event that we feel, they are emotional well-being, most of the time does not rest within ourselves it it is resting outside of ourselves and how smart it is to let it rest outside of ourselves that's because we are we get caught up in the moment and it is so difficult to be present to be completely present in that particular moment in the now so that is one of the reasons i say this is my journey because it matters to me every single day, and that's how I raise my intention for my well-being for that day, to remain as focused as I can. Some of the pointers that we address is how to remain focused is for the main part to help us in these things. Because when if you observe your mind, especially during meditation, it's so much more easier to observe because of the quietness, that you try to maintain, uh, then the mind becomes more pronounced, and you can see it jumping all over the place, and it is just truly distracting. And this happens even at a subconscious level, all the time. Even if you are on the phone, you're watching TV, you're watching a movie, you're doing your work, you're cooking, cleaning, eating, whatever you do, you might be physically be doing those things, but your mind might be wondering, have I finished the deadline? I have so much more to do. This person is wasting my time. So all of this is just the training for, to bring the awareness back in the mind and to focus. Once we learn and train to do that, then everything else, all the steps towards empowered living becomes so much more easy. I want to talk a little bit about how to refrain from using absolute words. For example, if you were to tell a friend, or your spouse, or someone, you're always late, or you complain to a friend. You never call me. Actually, this happened this very evening, uh, probably um, a couple of, uh, uh, just half an hour back. um, I was returning uh, to my home and uh, I saw a friend, a neighbor actually, and she said, you always never speak to me, you always avoid me, you never, uh, you never call me. And that was really not true. I'm not just saying for the sake of it, I'm just saying it is not true because um, I, when I do see, I do spend time and talk. But this is something I see very often, they just form an absolute out of it. You never call, you're always late, uh, you never do this right. Right. So, thinking and speaking in absolutes like always and never makes the situation seem worse than it is. And it programs your brain into believing that certain people are incapable of delivery. So, do your best to try and refrain from using those words. Your thoughts can't hold any power over you if you don't judge them. So, try and detach yourself from negative thoughts. If you notice yourself having a negative thought, detach from it, witness it, and do not follow it. I know this is a very tall order and maybe seemingly impossible for many, and many might be working on this as we speak, but this is something uh, that is very powerful. To me it is very powerful. Many years back, I started this without knowing um, how to go about, you know, an empowered kind of life, uh, to be truly, f- for just as an example, uh, to be truly free from negative thoughts. I, If that was an intent that I had, I wanted to be free of negative thoughts, I did not know how to go about it, I did not know where to start, how to start, what to do. However, I did have that intention, I'm just saying one example about a negative, that My example is now is about a negative thought, but I can give numerous examples that I wanted to declutter from my mind. And I was very conscious and aware of it. But uh, many years back, I genuinely did not know how to get it done. So once you are willing and open to the path, so much more help comes to you. It can be in so many different forms. It can be in the form of a book. It can be in the form of a song. It can be word somebody says, it can be from a lecture, it can be from, a, from YouTube. And with the advent of technology, uh, if you are on Facebook, you already know how you are bombarded with so many different groups, so many different talks, so much is going on. So it is so easy uh, to get the right information if you are looking for one and if you are open to it. Of course, there are all kinds of information Globally, over the net. But it all depends what you are searching for. Another important thing I want to say is squash the ants. In his book, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life by Daniel Amen, he talks about ants, A-N-T, automatic negative thought. These are the bad thoughts that are usually reactionary, like, those people are laughing, they must be talking about me. Or the boss wants to see me, it must be bad. When you notice these thoughts, realize that they are nothing more than ants. I don't know about you, but I have faced, uh, what, what really happens for me is, I would get just the one thought, And before I know it, it becomes like an avalanche of thoughts. And especially this is more pronounced when it is a negative or bad thought. It could have been something very simple if someone had overlooked me, not invited me to a party. Something so simple and ridiculous. But a certain amount of feeling that I attach to it, if I am left out, and I attach that feeling of being left out of that call or an event or a party that invokes some feelings again within me which which do tend to be sad and like I said, before I know it, it has clustered itself into this big uh, uh, avalanche and then to get out of it, get under it, get beneath it, get out of it becomes a humongous task, which is to me in the past was almost impossible. So I started observing how I reacted, how I formed these thoughts, how the thoughts got into a huge bunch and just bombarded me with negativity. And I realized if I ever had to succeed, I had to nip it in the bud, had to catch it when it started, before it blew up you know, in the large scale. And that is exactly from experience I'm talking to you about it. If you're on this path and you are so open to it, you want to empower your life, you want to live the life of your dreams, you want to manifest your reality to come true as you desire, as you dream, then take note of your thoughts as well. They play a very, very powerful role with us, within us, and we might think this is such a small thing, you know, this thought might seemingly be very harmless. So, in a sense, really negligent, but nothing is so. Because they attract and add to it, and then the momentum adds up. It gains momentum, so to speak. I have talked about it in my earlier show, but I will again review it. It's like if you watch Discovery Channel, they will show you a small uh, few clusters of twigs or debris coming down a mountain and how the debris just gathers up more debris, more dirt, more straws, more sticks, more whatnot down the mountain. And by the time it's coming down near the end of the mountain, it has gained so much momentum and it becomes a huge, huge ball, enough to throw someone off their path. That m- m- very destructive, and similar to the avalanche, the while skiers they show the mountains where skiers are and the snow starts on an avalanche. I have seen a few when they have showed on TV, uh, especially Discovery Channel. It starts very very small. You would just think it's wind. It's wind blowing up the snow. You know there is a strong wind there, but that s- small thing really blows because it gains momentum and there is so much along its path for it it to become more harmful and destructive. And that's, I have in my personal experience, thoughts do the same to me, especially when they carry a negative emotion attached to it. Another thing that I would recommend you is to practice being more loving. You don't have to be an expert to know the benefits of a good hug. Positive physical contact with friends, loud ones, and even pets is an instant pick-me-up. One research study on the subject had a waitress touch some of her customers on the arm as she handed them their checks. She received a higher tip from these customers than from the ones she did not touch. And uh, those people with pets really know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you know it even with relative to humans, but uh, with pets, it's so much more pronounced. You come back home, you had a long day, you're tired, you're angry, frustrated, whatever it is. You have a pet at home, that pet would certainly welcome you the moment you walk through the door. And spending just that few minutes with the pet is so uplifting. And it, it really creates an immediate change in your mood, shift, in your mood, in your attitude, everything and thereafter you are able to pick up a faster paced positive momentum and pets have that effect on you. You can also increase your social activity, surround yourself with healthy, happy people and their positive energy is going to affect you in a positive way. The other thing which I very, very strongly recommend to everyone is to volunteer for an organization or help someone who needs the help. I'm sure almost all of you are doing all these things but I'm just integrating it into my life and that is what I'm talking on the show as well. I, volunteer for, uh, I have volunteered for many courses but one of the courses which I have been doing in the past uh, two years is um, planting trees. I really want to see more trees planted all over the world. But specifically in India, I take part. I uh, do a lot of social outreach uh, posts and through social media. Um, I want to create more awareness uh, because of what I see happening in front of me. In um, when I was traveling last year in southern India by train, after many years I was traveling that route, and I was. so saddened to see uh, two rivers that I crossed where there was nothing in the riverbed except uh, sand and um, a lot of rocks, huge rocks. There was no water at all. And um, I feel that if the action is not taken now when we really need it, in a matter of 20 to 25 years, it's only going to deteriorate. And there are many organizations globally who are um, interested and involved in these kind of activities. They are into planning trees. And when I first wanted to do something, my initial thought was, I'm such an ordinary person. What am I going to do? What can I do? What am I capable of? It's not possible for one person to make a change. Uh, but I that I did not let that negative thought stop me. I was so determined. I created, you know, some accounts on social media and promoted uh, very aggressively awareness about um, the need for the trees, the deteriorating soil condition in the river basins, and uh, to uh, to in a very small way I was definitely very successful. But that never stops me. I just want to go on about it. Even today, I know many people in my real life might not find me uh, you know, very interesting to talk to because I always talk about these causes which matter to me. But if they want to talk about a film star, about Hollywood or Bollywood or anything like that, they will not will not find me an audience because my focus is not on that. And I'm very clear about it. I'm not hiding it. And uh, you can volunteer in whichever interest, in whichever area you have interest, field of interest, whichever field you find uh, fascinated, want to help out, want to reach. Um, I know my son used to volunteer with um, Red Cross and with um, animal shelters, you know, as best as we can, whatever we can try to do. So these things also have a positive energy on us as we are also giving that positive energy outward. And when I talk with uh, senior citizens or um, you know, anybody around me, that's how I look at it too. I, um, you know, spend so much being so positive and very upbeat, very cheerful, very happy. And these are not um, emotions that appear coerced, not forced from me. That's how I am in my real life. And on that point, I just remembered, I wanted to thank Patricia Curti for um, appearing on a Zoom interview with me. Uh, we did a Zoom uh, and a live Facebook. You know, I have the two Facebook group for women. Uh, with the, Both the groups are about 40,000 women now. And uh, I was so very, very happy and honored that uh, Patricia Curti took the time. I was very gracious to accept my invitation to be interviewed. And it was a very, very lovely interview. And uh, one of the things was, it went by so fast. That's one thing which I felt very sad, you know. Uh, before I knew it, 45 minutes to one hour was up. It went by so quickly. But uh, Patricia is this uh, amazing woman. Uh, and that's why I have always wanted to interview her, because I wanted so many more women in my group uh, to come across her. and. Uh, Take lessons from her, learn from her, and uh, she did talk very passionately about all the subjects and events and um, uh, gallery of ideas. So much more that she is so passionate. She's working very hard with, and um, it was just just an amazing woman. And it really makes a difference when uh, women of you know business women take the time to reach out for you know, women of you know uh, uh, across the world. Uh, whether whether they be professional, whether they are uh, involved, a homemaker, raising kids, whatever be the work that they do or whatever they are, these kind of interviews, I feel, make a very positive impact. And in this particular instance, it did. I wanted to tell about this as soon as I started, but um, I just got so caught up in what I was talking. So, um, genuinely I have thanked Patricia for uh, graciously doing the interview and I do want to say that is uh, one of the things that adds value. And uh, if you have been listening to my uh, talks, these are the things, they, they make an impact. Such people make such a positive impact and by that you are energized as well. Uh, when I started to doing the talk show, truly, I was very unsure i had um, I had so many people tell me negative comments that I was not capable, and I started believing them and um, it for me, it is always a downward slide when I start believing negative comments and uh, But uh, Patricia did never say anything negative to me; she always talked positively. And uh, she, her interaction, her positive interaction with me and her confidence and everything about her gave me also the confidence to go ahead. And now I am so passionate to share all these with you, which I practice in every day. Because I want to see the world where all of us live a very empowered life. And it is possible. I want to wrap up with the story from our GOI YouTube channel. If you have not already subscribed to the YouTube channel of Gallery of Ideas, please do so. I love it and I check every day. So this this is a story that they have. Uh, It's a story of philosophy student and the chair. And I absolutely loved it. And it's it's a really short story, but I would strongly recommend you watch it yourself on the YouTube channel of Gallery of Ideas. Uh, because uh, Patricia looks really uh, beautiful uh, telling the story and she has a much better voice narrating it. But I would, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, narrate it here. Uh, So coming back to the story of the philosophy student and the chair, once upon a time a philosophy professor gave an unusual test to his students. He said to the students, prove to me that this chair does not exist and all the students started scrambling with their papers to get to the answer, breaking their heads wondering what to write and in a mad frenzy to find the answer, while one student walked to the teacher and with his answer paper and almost as soon as the teacher had given the assignment. So this one student submits the answer paper to the teacher. And this attracts unbelievably surprised glances from his classmates and even from the teacher. After a few days, the class gets back their answer papers with grades on that test. And guess what? The student who took 30 minutes, I wouldn't say 30 minutes, probably 30 seconds, uh, who who took the shortest time uh, to complete the test, passed the test with flying colors. And his answer, okay, here's the drum roll, but I'm uh, going to give you the answer. Uh, The answer for what the uh, successful student had written on that uh, paper was, what chair? So the bottom line in that story is instead of spiraling down into the rabbit hole of reasons and explanations, the next time you were confronted with a problem, Listen to your gut first. You might be surprised how clearly it speaks. And I am so touched by this small story, which has a powerful message, because uh, time and again, my husband have my husband and I have experienced this exact same situation, where we get, where, get we are in a situation, and we do not uh, we are you know brainstorming how to handle the situation, what to do. Um, and I am truly fortunate in that I have this amazing person as my husband, who is uh, very intelligent, very caring, very devoted, and truly amazing. And I am I am saying this not because he's going to hear uh, my words, but it, he truly is. And when he, um, in all the situations that we find ourselves, that's how we tackle it. We just look look for it. We listen to our gut. And we are, both of us are synchronized after so many years of marriage that we are very strong that way. And we truly listen inside, what our inside, you know, what our heart, what our um, gut has to say. For example, uh, in 2019, uh, my husband took early retirement because we both wanted to travel and we also wanted to take care of my elderly parents. And um, both of us felt strongly about it. We both agreed on that's what we wanted to do for the next few years. And that's why I'm saying I'm so fortunate that he also is on the same bandwidth as I am. And a few years back, I wanted to donate pretty much most of what we owned, you know, for various charitable causes. Like I wanted to donate my car uh, to a charity organization which was helping widows, and uh, women with uh, very poor financial means. Um, so, my husband was on board with me as soon as I said I wanted to do this. And I have so much more to talk on that, but I will save it for another day. But that's my point, you know, If and that's the point of the story as well. That's why it was so powerful and I so much wanted to share with you. So the bottom line that story, I'm going to repeat. Instead of spiraling down into a rabbit hole of reasons and explanations, the next time you are confronted with a problem, listen to your gut first. You might be surprised how clearly it speaks. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. I had a great time. Have a pleasant rest of the evening. Till next week. Bye.